From the team at CouncilHero.com, this is School Counselor Karaoke, a show about school counselors, their journeys, the lives they have impacted, and some helpful tips. Oh, and there's a little bit of fun at the end too. You could probably guess what that is. Hello everybody, this is Mr. Ebrahimi, otherwise known as Mr. E. I'm your host for School Counselor Karaoke. Today I have one of my mentors and I am introducing you to her today as my first guest at School Counselor Karaoke and she is none other than Dr. Claudia Rueda Alvarez. Welcome Claudia. Thank you Shamoon for having me. Very excited to be in your show. Thank you so much. So let's start from the very beginning. I know you, but I don't think everyone else knows your beautiful story. Okay, thank you. So um, I am an immigrant. I came to the United States when I was uh, about 20 years old. I was transitioning from 19 to 20. Um, I came here with um, the idea of uh, learning English so I could go back to my native country, Colombia, and um, have more opportunities to work at multinationals or whatever I could do. Um, I had selected um, business, actually it was funny because I started as an industrial engineer major, then changed to business, but my passion was always psychology. And it's as many um, of our stories for uh, us immigrants from uh, third world countries, um, our career paths are not chosen by our interests and passions and beliefs, but more by what is convenient and what would put food on the table. And so my passion was always psychology, but my dad and my mom discouraged me from going into any um, major that has to do with psychology because what was I going to do with that? Where was I going to uh, work and do? So um, that's why... Um, I went into engineering and then after that business. So to make again a very long story and journey um, short, I came because I wanted to um, learn English, I live with a, a family friend for a while that did not work out. Uh, I always tell my students the first few weeks are honeymoon and then after that it gets really tough. So then, um, while I was here, um, I met the person um, who is my husband. I went back to Colombia, came back, um, and uh, got married. While I was here, there's a lot of uh, heartaches and a lot of things that happen. And I just want the audience to know, especially for those who are immigrants and feel that obstacles are extremely difficult to conquer, um, that perseverance is important, uh, faith and not losing sight of your goals and passions. Um, I was homeless for a while. I lived in a basement. I had to, um, uh, be in the YMCA. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened, uh, too short of a program to tell you my whole life story. Um, but, um, I was then again um, able to, I, I always knew that I needed to further my education and um, I got married and 
I am married to a wonderful husband, a person who has been my rock and my wings. And uh, I have always said that my mom gave me wings. My husband taught me how to fly. And so uh, he supported my educational journey. And um, I decided once I was here and now I had more choices that I really was going to pursue my passion. Didn't want to go back to business school decided I wanted to go into education, so eventually I could become a school counselor. Uh, for those young school counselors out there, you may not know these, but for many, many years, you couldn't become a school counselor unless you had held um, not only a teaching license, but you had worked no less than two years in the teaching profession. Uh, so. For me, going into education was like, okay, one of the steps that I needed to follow. I loved education. I loved teaching. I love, love, love my second, first graders. I studied in elementary education. But again, I also loved even more the idea of becoming a school counselor or a school psychologist. Again, I was an immigrant. I didn't know the difference. So I, I did my research and learned the difference. And I definitely felt that a school counseling was for me. So um, I did. I, I taught uh, at the elementary school level for three years and um, I was a young mom um, and I was working full time and I went for my master's in school counseling while doing all that. Uh, I thought my husband was going to divorce me. I was not even seeing him <laughs> uh, working long hours and also um, studying long hours because I was crazy enough to wanting to do all these in a year because I had two babies. One was a, uh, a newborn and one was an 18-month-old uh, boy, my son. So I wanted to do these in a hurry and I did. I did everything in a year and a half, 48 hour school counseling program plus my internship. Don't ask me how I did it, but I did it. And um, I was then uh, lucky enough that I was um, hired as a ELL school counselor at Maine East High School uh, in Park Ridge, Illinois. And um, then I, I was there and continued to pursue my education. Uh, I was working again full-time but going to school uh, part-time. I went to Loyola uh, University and received my PhD in educational psychology and decided uh, that I wanted to teach at the university level, which I did for two years full-time, but then part-time after that. It was during those two years that I was teaching at the university level full-time that I realized how much I loved and missed my adolescent students. I just, teaching was wonderful, but it was now what fulfilled me. Um, I felt extremely uh, lonely. I felt as if my life journey had almost stopped and that I was not being fulfilled and that I was not doing what um, I was born to do, which was to help kids find their voice, um, serve as an advocate, um, do what we school counselors do for our families and our kids. And so um, I went back to school counseling uh, even a year after I started teaching at the university level full time. Um, I was in a um, 
at Elgrove High School as a career counselor while still teaching full-time at the university. And then I'm like, forget it. I need to transition back to school counseling. And I did. And I was then at Main West High School for many years. Um, now you guys know how old I am. Uh, very old, I think. I'm almost at the end of my career. And then when, um, when the position as the um, director of student services, assistant principal now, of uh, student services, student and family services at Main West opened up nine years ago. I jumped into that opportunity, not because I didn't want to be a school counselor anymore, because I wanted someone in that office that understood school counselors, what we go through and what we need um, as far as supports, but also as, um, professional development in order to be our very best. And in a way, I don't want to sound like I know it all or, oh, I'm all this or that, but many of us have felt, I'm sure that throughout our years as counselors, we have worked for people that don't necessarily get us. Uh, they have backgrounds in a special education or they have backgrounds in maybe uh, administration. They have been, um, in the, in the world of discipline as deans or something like that. And then they boom, become the uh, system principals for student services. And they don't understand really counseling techniques. They don't understand the world of career development. They don't understand our world as counselors that we face. And it's very difficult to work for people like that because they're maybe great managers, but they're not great leaders. Um, so I felt that I was a point in my career where my kids now were grown and I could put all the hours and uh, became then the um, assistant principal for student family services at Main West High School. And I've been doing that for nine years. I was determined not to leave my kids behind. So for a few years, I kept a, a small um, um, case load. But then after that, I always look for opportunities to serve our kids. Um, I founded and co-chair the Latino Summit, uh, which is a great event that we do in the north, northwest suburbs of uh, Chicago, um, along um, my dear friend uh, Juanita Basler. And um, we also, I also created the SM program with uh, Dr. Tim Papa George at uh, Main West High School, uh, which is a program that is to give opportunities to our students of color, in particular, Latinx students uh, to avail themselves to really rigorous curriculum through accelerated and AP courses. There is a huge representation of our students in accelerated and AP courses. And it's not by accident. I think it's been by design. The way we have um, in the past uh, look at recommendations for those courses and also the self-concepts and uh, mindsets that we unfortunately have uh, built for our own children uh, at a very young age. Uh, so they come to us believing that those courses are not for them or that they don't have the abilities to do well in them. And, and they walk into the rooms and they don't see people like them and they get that message reiterated over and over again. And so we needed to break the system, demystify the process, come and do systemic changes. And we did that with the SM program and it was uh, 
a beautiful way for me to, again, stay connected with the kids, run those groups. Um, and Latino Summit is another way to connect with kids. I think the, I mean, I for sure haven't reached the end of my story, but I think um, where I am at right now uh, and what I can reflect on is um, how important is for us as a school counselors to keep our focus on the kids and what is best for our students. And when we do, it's not going to be easy. We're going to step on people's foot. We are going to have to develop a very thick um, backbone because um, we're going to get some resistance. When you start advocating for what is right, when you start advocating for um, equity, when you start advocating for changes for particularly students who have been marginalized or have felt that they are disfranchised from our schools and families, um, you get resistance because some people feel that you're attacking them or telling them that they are not doing their jobs or that they're racist. And, and, and we're not doing, we're not necessarily saying that, but there is resistance. So I feel where I'm in a journey is that I have loved, 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 loved being a school counselor. I even tell people when they ask me, so what do you do? And I say, well, I'm an associate principal of the student services, but I'm a counselor at heart. That's what I am. That's who I am. I'm a counselor. I've always been a counselor. I would always be a counselor. Um, uh, that's what excites me. If I am in meetings and all that, I don't care. And, and Shamoon, you know that because you've been working alongside for, for a few years now. Um, but when the kids come, it's like, oh, a shot of energy uh, that comes through my veins. And um, I, I consider myself a counselor, always been a counselor. Um, I could do just one of your sections, uh, uh, Shamoon, on my journey while I was here as an immigrant and the obstacles and, and how I learned from those because I learned a lot from all of those experiences. Uh, but I can tell you just my journey as a counselor was one of those that it was not like many of our students, a direct straight line like you know, I went into education and did this, this, that. As you guys have now seen, I started with industrial engineering, even in a different country, and then came here and there was voices that were telling me, oh, go for the business, money, blah, blah. And I decided, no, I, I want my passion. And I'm very, very blessed and happy that I have had people alone side that have tender their hands that I help me. That's something else that I, I think I talked with you once and tell me when I'm talking too much and when you need to ask another question. No, you're okay. I, I do want to highlight the fact that you've been doing this for a very long time. You've been around school counselors and have served as a school counselor for over 20 years. And, and I want to thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Uh, and I do want to just take a moment and think about if you were to give a piece of advice or offer a piece of advice to an upcoming school counselor, mm -hmm. somebody who may be in grad school right now and thinking yep. about being a school counselor soon yes. or looking for a job and wants yep. to land somewhere and may end up being in a, in an environment that's similar to the one we've been at these, all these years, mm -hmm. a very diverse population with marginalized populations and 
we could probably use a piece of advice from somebody who is a, a seasoned leader counselor for so many years. What would that be? Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes, I've been, like you said, in education for 32 years, 33 coming up and uh, 29 of those have been uh, as a, in the counseling. Um, and of course, I'm in a position where I'm hiring school counselors, right? So this is my advice. School counseling is not a job, it's a calling. If you don't feel that calling, if you don't feel that passion, if, um, if you're going into school counseling because you're a current teacher that doesn't want to be the slave of the bell schedule anymore, or um, you're in a different profession and you feel that, yeah, I want to help people and this is a way to help. It's more than helping people. School counseling is much more than, oh, I just want to help people and that's why I'm going into a profession. School counseling is really a calling. You need to, uh, if you feel that calling, that not only you are there to help people and advocate and that you, that you feel that passion working with students who may not want to work with you. It's very easy to work with kids that want to sit in your office and want to tell you about the life journeys. But the majority of the kids that we really help are those who are reluctant, those who reject us. Those who don't want to be in our offices, those who may even storm out of our offices and call us names, uh, uh, or the kids who are not coming to school and refuse to come. And those, that's where the school counselor is needed. I always said it's very easy to teach those who want to be taught, and it's very easy to counsel those who want to seek our counseling services. So school counseling is not... Uh, what was portrayed there for many years. Uh, oh, you sit in your offices and you drink coffee and you just talk to kids. So for those of you who are probably already in your journey, you are at the university level and taking courses, you have realized that. But um, my advice is that you need to find that calling. And once you find that calling, uh, prepare yourself to be an advocate uh, prepare yourself to um, uh, learn about our different systems of support, um, how they're placed at the high school level uh, or a, an elementary level, and what is your role as a school counselor in each and every one of those tiers of support? What is your role as a tier one counselor, as a tier two, as a tier three? Because we all have very important roles in each and every one of those MTSS systems of support. And I'm not just at the uh, social emotional level, but also the academic. We have roles. Um, We are a a RAMP certified uh, school. And as that, we follow the school counseling um, uh, model. And so as a school counselor, we need to be very knowledgeable about not only academics, but also career development and um, the SELs. So I would say just know a lot about how we play the roles in all these different levels and what your role is not only to serve students, but families. Many times we forget that we're not just serving our students. That's why I love that our department changed the name from student services to a student and family services. 
We need to work with our families. Our parents need to be empowered. We need to give them a voice. Many of our parents feel that they don't have a voice. Many of them avoid schools because schools were painful for them or because they just don't know how our school system works because again, they're immigrants and their schooling was not in this country. So as a school counselor, you need to develop this understanding of a world that is maybe very different than the world that you lived in, um, especially if you were born in this country and your educational experience was all in this country. So I would say if you want to really be a school counselor that is uh, encompassing and, and equitable uh, and uh, would advocate for everybody, familiarize yourself with the different cultures and take seriously that multicultural counseling class that all of us have to take. Uh, do some equity work. Go into that journey of equity understand your biases. We all have them. It doesn't matter if we are white or uh, people of color. We all have them. Understand how those um, uh, systems of oppression that have been in our country and in many other countries in the world have uh, shaped many of our families and students so you can then advocate for them and help them develop a different mindset. Um, the, the equity journey is not just in this country. It's also in many of our countries. Um, I know, Shimon, you have as an immigrant also and a refugee, you're, you have a, a, a great story that your audience hopefully one day would hear. Yes, that might be another episode for another day. <laughs> right, exactly. So I would say equity is a very important part also of uh, becoming a very effective school counselor. Thank you. Colin, that means a lot to, I think, me, myself, and anyone who's listening right now. I think the big takeaway from all of that right now is, that, that I got from it, too, is, which is, I think, what played a large role to, to where I am right now, is just, just being a lifelong learner of, of our mm -hmm. profession. Um, it's very easy. It's a challenging position. Uh, there are times when you're going to need a break, and sometimes that break is is, is maybe something as simple as just walking away for a little while, watching Netflix, exercising, doing something that does not have to do with school counseling. But uh, don't let that be too long too. When you have those moments when, you, when you're free, take some time to really read that article, ascribe to a mentor, uh, get to know and follow people who've done it longer than you and better than you, and really take some time to learn from those people. Uh, and that's what really, I think, is something I would add to all of that, uh, that you just said as well. Right. Yeah, I think that we, Shamu, need, need to be very humble. It, um, I love that you mentioned um, uh, attaching yourself to people that have done it um, for years and better than you. There's I, this idea that we need to, oh my gosh, everything has to be perfect. We're not. And we're humble enough to recognize that we have our strengths, but we also have our weaknesses and areas of growth. Um, we will be better served by that mentality because then you're right. I will be very, um, it will be easy, second, almost like second nature to me to go to other people and say, hey, how is it that you do that, that I love with your kids so I can kind of learn from what you're doing so yes absolutely i agree with you we need to um, also uh, attach ourselves to some of our 
uh, colleagues and learn from them. Awesome. And Thank other you. Mentors. Those are some wise words of wisdom from a expert school counselor, a longtime school counselor. Thank you. I uh, just yeah. want to take a moment here to even uh, take a moment to thank my team here at CouncilHero.com. Just to give you a heads up, Council Hero is an educational tool that really aims to increase school counseling efficiency in schools so that you as a high school counselor can have more time with your students, could have more time to learn, to, to again learn from your mentors, uh, attend professional developments, and so on and so forth. Right now it's in the works and it should be ready in the very near future. Be on the lookout for that product. If you have any questions, feel free to subscribe and follow us on our content all over social media. Right now, um, we are, you're going to see us on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and so on and so forth. And I want to take a moment to, to say that and thank the team that uh, really are sponsoring this podcast. This podcast was powered by CouncilHero.com. So if you haven't noticed, the title of this podcast was School Counselor Karaoke. And this is the first attempt at starting this tradition of sending off my guests with a song of their choice that they get to karaoke for 15 to 30 seconds. Unless the guest would like to go on, but no need to pass 30 seconds. And I have no idea what she's going to choose. I just asked her to choose, pull out her Spotify, pick a song, go for it, and that will be the send-off. So, whenever you're ready, Dr. Alvarez. I want to tell your audience that I didn't know about <laughs> this piece until just today before the interview. Uh, okay. So, we're going to have some fun here. Uh, we're trying to be a little bit different. It's a podcast where we talk about some serious stuff, provide some helpful hints, but also have some fun at the end. So, here we Let, go. Here we go Whenever with, uh, I play it from here, right? That's right. Let me turn it up a little bit. Queriendo morder, ya no duermo, ya no duermo. Por top de esas cruces y de tus curvas, mujer, estoy enfermo de amor. Yo no sé qué hacer. Es que ese vestido negro que te pones tú me tiene camisándote de norte a sur. Esto es carretera de tus caderas. <laughs> thank you very much. That was awesome. All right. Everybody, thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Alvarez. Thank you, Chemo. For coming to the very first episode of School Council Karaoke. You're the best. Stay tuned, everybody. Make sure you click on the subscribe button for more content coming your way in the future. And thank you, thank you. for the one last time as we send off. Bye-bye now. Today's podcast was brought to you by the team at CouncilHero.com. To learn more about school counselors and their friends, click on our subscribe button. Music was brought to you by the people at PremiumBeats.com and Innovation by John Sibb.